Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ms. Lopez was easily the best-looking teacher at our school. So sometimes I gave her compliments like, Miss Lopez, you look stunning today. Oh, thank you. That means a lot coming from a handsome boy like you. She gave me a kiss on my cheek, and my classmates were shocked. How could a teacher flirt so openly with her student? Well, for the school's Christmas party, Miss Lopez came dressed like a stripper Santa. I'm not exaggerating. The principal even made her change her outfit because it was too short. That's the kind of woman she was. But then I failed my Spanish exam and asked Miss Lopez if she would let me pass the course anyway. She responded, Okay. Let's make a deal. I will give you a B-plus on your report card if you give me a compliment that makes me blush. Oh, <laughs> well, that's easy, Miss Lopez, because you are so beautiful that I would date you even if you were my own daughter. I wondered if I had gone too far, but she bursted <laughs> out laughing and said, You little perv, you have such a dirty mind. But okay, I'll let you pass the course. Maybe we flirted too much, though, because rumors spread that Miss Lopez and I were having an affair. The guys thought it was cool and gave me props, but one girl couldn't take it. My annoying girlfriend, Whitney. She completely freaked out when Miss Lopez told me, I can't believe you haven't found a girlfriend yet. You are such a cutie. I am his girlfriend! And now stop hitting on him, you shameless tramp! What? He is dating you? What a shame. He could do so much better. If that wasn't mean enough, Miss Lopez asked me to stay for a private talk after class. Problem was that Whitney refused to leave my side. She said, You are just a sad old lady who can't find a guy. That's why you're trying to steal my boyfriend away from me. <laughs> oh, I can have any man I want. But your boyfriend and I have a special connection. I just can't get him out of my mind. As revenge, Whitney drew an unflattering caricature of her on the blackboard. When Miss Lopez saw it, she immediately said, Whitney, did you draw that? Huh? Why? Does the drawing remind you of someone? Look, if you have a problem with my clothing style, just tell it to my face. That's not a style. It's an embarrassment. Well, why don't we ask the guys? Hey, listen up. 
If you think I'm better dressed than Whitney, please raise your hand. All the boys sided with Miss Lopez, and Whitney got so mad, I had to stop her from throwing her water bottle at her. And the following week, we went on a three-day class trip. We wanted to do a canoe tour, so Miss Lopez split us up into teams of two. When I was left without a partner, she said, Looks like we are together, my cutie. No way! My boyfriend stays with me! Actually, I am the teacher, and I get to decide. Whitney threw a huge tantrum, and Miss Lopez was forced to call her parents so they would pick her up. But first, Whitney took me aside and said, Promise me to stay away from that witch! I can't. She's my teacher. And I am your girlfriend, and you do what I tell you to do! But of course I didn't. The canoe tour was awesome. Miss Lopez wore a hot sundress, and we had a nice chat. There's something wrong with your girlfriend. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Have you ever dated a real woman? Not just a girl? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I think I can change that. What do you think? Can you put some sunscreen on my shoulders? Touching and massaging her skin felt so good. But we didn't go any further. Not even a little kiss. Only on the last night of our trip, Miss Lopez came to my bed and whispered, I want you to act sick tomorrow morning, so we can stay here another night while everyone else drives home. She didn't have to ask twice. I pretended to have a bad stomachache, and then Miss Lopez came into the dorm, saying, Oh, my poor baby, you look awful. You are not fit to go in the bus and drive home. But don't worry, I will take care of you. It was perfect. Once everyone was gone, Ms. Lopez put her arms around me and kissed me on my mouth. We kept going for hours until I got a message from Whitney asking, Why didn't you come back home? You were sick! Of course I didn't respond. Ms. Lopez was more important than my girlfriend. But in the evening, we went to a pub, and that's when Whitney stormed in. She threw Ms. Lopez to the ground and screamed, There you are! Seducing teenagers! You should go to prison for the rest of your life! Stop it, Whitney. I'm 18. Ms. Lopez and I can do whatever we want. Yeah, listen to your boyfriend. He likes me more than you. She leaned over and started kissing me again. It was so good, but then Whitney pulled Ms. Lopez's hair again and they started fighting over me. It was a lot of fun to watch, but I had to separate them. Whitney, go home. I'm breaking up with you. Ha! Huh, you lost. Your boyfriend chose me because I'm way hotter than you. That's when Whitney started crying. I felt bad and wanted to give her a hug. But Ms. Lopez stepped between us and threw her beer all over Whitney. You get what you deserve, chica. Then Ms. Lopez took me to her room and we made out until sunrise. It was the best night of my life, even though I still felt guilty. When I got back home, I immediately messaged Whitney. I'm sorry for how I treated you, and I hope I haven't hurt you too badly. She responded with photos of Ms. Lopez's car. The windows were smashed, and the whole car was covered in graffiti with nasty words on it. I guess women are just crazy when it comes to dating men. Bye, Mrs. Jenkins. Thanks for having me for dinner. Bye, Brent. Tell your mom I said hi. I'm an ordinary teenager with a strange story. Or maybe not. Stick around and listen to the rest of my story. My family always had issues with maintaining their weight. 
I figured this is why my best friend and I, Timothy, who lived next door, got along so well. We were the same size. Timothy had a younger sister, Sherry, who hung out with us. She wasn't one of those whiny little sisters. Sherry was actually pretty cool. I never really thought about my weight until that one time when Granddad needed to go to the hospital and those firefighters had to bust those walls down with a sledgehammer to get him out. Granddad had been bedridden because of his weight and when he got sick, Mom called an ambulance. I watched as the paramedics came to the room to get him and told Mom they needed help to move him. They called the firefighters and that's when we lost the wall of the house. A crane was used to pick Granddad off the bed and place him on the trolley. Then they used an automatic pulley to pull him into the ambulance. The eyes of the neighborhood families bore into my granddad as though he was some kind of spectacle at a circus. When they finally got granddad in, they whisked him away. Sadly, granddad didn't leave the hospital that night. It was then and there, I decided it was time to lose some weight. I checked YouTube, watched a few videos with some reputable doctors and physical trainers, and got started. The first month was hard. I did have a few cheat days at the beginning, but when I lost those first two pounds, that was all I needed to keep me motivated. Over the next few weeks, Timothy and I didn't spend as much time together. We didn't have a fight or anything, but I was just so focused on getting my weight down that it consumed most of my time. Instead of getting a lift with Timothy and his parents to school, I decided to walk. Instead of eating in the school cafeteria where I'd succumbed to the smells of the food, I ate in the school's courtyard. After I lost about 50 pounds, it seemed as though the invisible spell that was placed over me in high school was suddenly removed. Kids who never told me hi before spoke to me. Needless to say, my social life blew up, and at 17, I had my first date. Soon, it was that time, where we had to choose our prom king and queen. I was excited for Timothy when I heard he was nominated for prom king. I really hoped he'd win so he could leave high school with a bang. After gym class, I walked into the locker room, unknown to the other guys. Okay, so... Kezia told us she'd fix the ballots since she's on the committee, Kyle said. And I'll borrow my dad's saw to slice the legs on the chair, Paul chimed in. This is going to be amazing. When that chair cracks under his weight and we get videos and pictures and posts on social media, we'll leave a legacy that's hard to top when we leave this school. I quickly grabbed my bag and headed out of the locker room unseen. As soon as I got home, I walked over to Timothy and knocked on the front door. Hey, Brent. How are you? Haven't seen you around lately. Mrs. Jenkins smiled. I'm okay. Is Timothy at home? I really need to speak to him. Timothy, Brent's here. Mrs. Jenkins gave me one of her mama bear hugs. It was nice seeing you. Don't be a stranger. She walked back to the kitchen and I watched as Timothy came down the stairs. What do you want? Timothy folded his arms across his chest as he stopped in the middle of the staircase. I told Timothy what I heard in the locker room. Seems to me you're jealous because you lost all that weight and you still couldn't make the cut for prom king. I'm just trying to save you from- Save me from what? People who pretend to care one day and the other days just walk away from you? You made your choice to reject me, so don't come in here pretending that we're still friends because we aren't. Timothy walked up the stairs and I turned to walk away when Sherry called behind me. Hi, didn't mean to listen in on your conversation. Hey Sherry, you've got to talk to him, I pleaded. I'll see what I can do. Thanks Sherry. I kissed her on her cheek and let myself out of the house. On the night of prom, I was pretty nervous. I stood in the crowd with my then-girlfriend, Victoria, and watched as Timothy proceeded to the stage when his name had been called as Prom King. I tried to tell teachers at the school about what was going to happen, but they said unless I had proof, then it was my word against my peers. Timothy got up to the stage and waved at the crowd who was cheering him on. I watched as cell phones were lifted in the air and students began to record and take pictures. My stomach churned. I knew what was about to happen, but there was nothing I could do about it. 
After the prom queen was called up and they took a few photos, it was time for the king and queen to sit on their throne. As Timothy sat on the chair, a loud pop came from the chair as the chair legs broke off. Timothy's arms flew in the air and finally the chair toppled off the back of the stage. There was silence for a few seconds, then an uproar as the students laughed at the sight. Even Victoria doubled over with laughter. I rushed to Timothy's side. He held his arm and groaned in pain as teachers tried to help him up. But Timothy was a big dude, so it took them a few minutes. An ambulance was called, and I drove back with Timothy to the hospital. At the hospital, Timothy was wheeled away, and I sat in the waiting room. I called Timothy's parents as well as my own to tell them what happened. Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins and Sherry arrived before my parents. I cried on Mrs. Jenkins' shoulder. I am such a bad friend. I'm so ashamed of who I became after I lost the weight. Maybe if I was a better friend, Timothy would have listened, and we wouldn't be in the hospital. Mrs. Jenkins held my face between her hands gently and looked me in the eye. Now you listen here. Timothy is in that hospital bed because he didn't listen to you. Don't you dare place that burden on yourself. Was Timothy a good friend to you? Was he cheering you on and trying to help you lose weight? As a person, you are allowed to grow and improve. Friendship is a two-way street. Timothy had his part to play as well. Mom and Dad arrived about 15 minutes later, and we filled them in on what happened. Family of Timothy Jenkins? A male doctor walked into the room and called. We all stood up and walked over to the doctor. Timothy took a hard fall. The bone that connects his elbow and forearm was completely shattered. He underwent surgery and we had to place a pin in his arm. He's still a bit groggy from his surgery, but will allow one person to visit him in a few minutes. Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins told me to go and chat with Timothy, and I followed the doctor to Timothy's room. The doctor nodded at me and told me I had five minutes before he left the room. Hi. I walked over to Timothy's bedside and sat on the chair. His left arm was in a cast. Hey, I didn't expect to see you here. Look, we've both made mistakes over the past few months. It doesn't mean we still can't be friends. I'm sorry for the way I acted. It just felt nice being seen, you know? I'm sorry, too. I guess we've both got a lot to learn about friendship. I chatted for a few more minutes with Timothy before the doctor told me it was time to leave. I hugged Timothy and left the room. As soon as Timothy got out of the hospital, he told me that he wanted to lose weight. We started him with a different diet, and it was about six months till he got full use of his arm once again before we began to train together. When I started to hang out with Timothy once more, I faded into the background again. But this time, I didn't mind. Over the next year, Timothy worked hard to lose the weight. In college, some of the kids at high school went to the same college that we did. They reminded us that we'd always be the fat kids from high school. Timothy and I laughed at them. The other kids didn't dare try to pick a fight with us, though. One night during one of the college frat parties, Timothy and I stood outside in the backyard, when suddenly we were doused with beer. Timothy and I looked up on the balcony. Paul and Kyle held two empty buckets in their hands and laughed hysterically. Timothy clenched his fists. I'm going to kill those guys. I held Timothy back. They aren't worth it. Let's just leave. On the way home, we saw a house on fire and a lady's screams were coming from inside. I immediately pulled the car over and Timothy and I hopped out. The lady, dressed in a robe, ran out to the balcony with a teenage girl. Please help us. Do you have a ladder? Timothy called up to her. Yes, it's by the pool in the backyard. Timothy sprung into action and quickly retrieved the ladder. He placed it against the wall and I... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I climbed up and helped the girl down first, then the lady. By the time the lady climbed down the ladder, we heard a few cheers from a small group of neighbors who had gathered to see what the commotion was about. A few minutes later, sirens blared and police and firefighters arrived on the scene, followed by an ambulance. The lady and girl thanked Timothy and I before they went into the ambulance and headed to the hospital. That night, Timothy and I got an interview on one of the TV stations. After all the excitement died down, we headed home. A few days later, there was a knock on my front door. I opened it and was surprised to find Kyle and the lady that Timothy and I rescued a few days ago. Good afternoon. Kyle spoke first. Thank you so much for saving my mom and sister. I was shocked. And this is a little thank you from me. Kyle's mom handed me a cake. Thanks. I was just glad to help. And I'll make sure Kyle never bothers you and Timothy again. Kyle and his mom thanked me again. I watched as they walked over to Timothy's house. About a year later at Timothy's birthday party, Sherry kissed me. She admitted that she had a crush on me over the years, but she wasn't sure how I felt about her. Just then, Timothy passed. You better be this girl's boyfriend. I can't stand to see another one of her notebooks covered with your name and hearts all around it. Sherry blocked her face and laughed. Maybe I can do something to fix that. After the party, Sherry and I went on a few dates. I must admit that it did feel a bit weird at first, but after our fifth date, I asked Sherry to be my girlfriend. Sherry and I had been dating for a year, and things were going great when I got an unexpected visitor. Hi, Brent, Victoria said. She held a toddler in her hand. What are you doing here? I came to let you know that I'm taking you to court for child support. Victoria handed me a document. Child support for what? For this. Victoria pointed at the toddler in her hands. Just then, Mom walked into the room, and I quickly explained the situation to her and handed her the document. Well, let's go and do a test now. Mom went to the closet and grabbed her purse. Ain't nobody going to do any tests on my baby, Victoria snarled. Mom grabbed her by the arm. And ain't no little girl going to scam my son into paying child support for a child that ain't his. Mom closed the door. When I told Sherry, she didn't say anything. About two weeks later, my parents, together with the lawyer, joined me in front of the judge. The lawyer told the judge that my parents and I wanted to do a paternity test to make sure that the child was mine, but Victoria denied us. The judge ordered Victoria to let me do the paternity test, and she adjourned the meeting for the following week. That same day, I took the paternity test, and we received the results a few hours later. I wasn't the father. I called Sherry, and I thought she'd be as excited as I was, but again, she didn't say anything. A few weeks later, as I flipped through the TV stations, I stopped when I saw Timothy on a paternity TV show. Intrigued, I leaned in to take in the show. Lo and behold, a few seconds later, Victoria walked out with her toddler. I watched Victoria and Timothy argue about who the father of the baby was. Finally, the host read the test results and Timothy was the father of the baby. Timothy being the father of the child and the age of the child meant that Timothy and Victoria were together while Victoria and I were still in a relationship. I waited on Timothy's front porch for him to return home. As soon as I saw him, I landed a blow to his face that knocked him off his feet. You slept with Victoria and then gave me a hard time about being a bad friend? 
I walked away, then I turned back. Tell Sherry that it's over between us. I figured she knew all along it was your baby and not mine. I'm so over the both of you. I switched my college and stayed at the dorm and only visited my parents once a month, even though I spoke to them every day on the phone. As soon as I finished college, I moved away and started a new life. I got married to a beautiful woman named Megan, and we have two beautiful kids together. As I look back on my experience, what was most amazing is you can be friends with someone for years and never really know who they are. I woke up from bright light shining directly into my eyes. So many thoughts were running through my mind. Why is this couch wet? Whose couch is this? Where am I? I threw my jacket on and found my way to the front door. But before I left, I took a peek in the mirror. My face was covered in lipstick stains and my arms were covered in phone numbers. God, I love my life. If you enjoy this story, remember to hit those like and subscribe buttons below. We appreciate it. My older brother was my hero growing up. He was in high school when I was in elementary, so of course I idolized him. Nothing made me happier back then than going to family reunions and having everyone tell me I'd be just like my brother when I grew up. I started studying everything my brother did with girls. My mom didn't really like it, but she was busy babysitting the neighbor's kid, who was obsessed with her because she didn't have a mom. I was so focused on the theory of it all when I was a kid that I never put anything into practice. So in high school, whenever a girl talked to me, I turned bright red and couldn't look her in the eyes. The summer between high school and college is when things got good. I finally learned how to talk to girls. My brother was at a different stage in life by then, but he still visited sometimes. I don't get it. Why didn't you just practice with the neighbor? He asked, sprawled on his old bed while I tried on some of his old jackets. I can't stand Annika. The thought of her makes me want to puke, I said. The door that was only slightly closed shut all the way forcefully. Damn it, was that her? I asked my brother. I hope not. Mom will kick your butt if you hurt her, said my brother. I shrugged it off. I basically became my brother. I learned his walk, this confident walk that had every girl turning to look at me as I moved into my dorm. I knew how to look effortlessly attractive, and I ended the day with dozens of numbers. I spent the first weeks as a bit of a loner. One day after class, I was swarmed by a group of guys. How do you do it? One of them asked with this hilarious, desperate look in his eyes. How do I do what? I chuckled. How do you get all these girls? Another guy asked. I threw my arms over his shoulders and said, Out of the kindness of my heart, I'll help you, hopeless bunch. I became their mentor. My room was the place to be if you had a date coming up. I'd tell guys what to wear, what to say, where to go, and what to do. The main thing I had to give these guys advice on was kissing. It was tough to explain, but an ex of mine that I was friends with didn't mind helping me demonstrate. It was a bit awkward for me to give them lessons on kissing, but they seemed to be working, and suddenly I had more pupils. Sometimes they'd fight at my door over who would be the one to knock. Sometimes the routine got a bit boring, but I also didn't want it to change. The day I noticed something changed, I was getting a cup of coffee near campus. I flirted with the barista, but she was cold. As I was leaving, I smiled at this cute girl, but she didn't smile back. Instead, she rolled her eyes. It was like that as I walked to class, too. I'd look at girls or smile at them or even say hi. Girls that I had talked to before and that had always flirted back. But they all ignored me or whispered something to their friends. I started walking faster when they stopped ignoring me and started shooting angry looks in my direction. When I got to my dorm, my friends were waiting for me. Max, you gotta see this! One of them said. They turned a laptop towards me and showed me a video. It was a girl, from the neck down, sitting on a bed in a dorm room surrounded by other girls. You guys are too good, too smart for cheat tricks. None of it's real. He's playing you. 
she said. My face went pale. They asked me if I knew who that girl was. Maybe an ex, I said. Not gonna lie, I was getting a bit dizzy. My life was crumbling around me. I stayed in bed until the guys barged into my room that night. I don't feel like going out, I muttered. She's live streaming, I heard before a laptop plopped down in front of me. That same girl was sitting outdoors on a bench in front of a tree surrounded by like 50 girls listening to her. It took me a second, but then I recognized that tree. It was on my campus. I ran out the door immediately. I knew exactly where to go. I didn't make much noise when I walked up to the group of girls. I stood at the back and lifted my hand after a while to ask a question, hiding everything but my hand. Yes, you at the back? Said the strangely familiar voice. It was then when I stood up and saw her face. Annika? I exclaimed. My annoying old neighbor, the girl who was always clinging to my mom, the weirdo with the pigtails, was now sitting here trying to ruin my life. Good to see you too, Max, Annika said. As soon as she said my name, every girl in the audience turned to look at me. Have you ever had 50 pairs of eyes stare daggers into you? I have. I hope you never do. Later, I waited for her at the dorm. What's your problem, Annika? I crossed my arms and covered her door. Get out of my face, she said, crossing her arms too. Neither of us was going to budge. I asked her why she was doing this, and she said she was sick of seeing girls everywhere fawning over what she knew was an act. You're just a shy little boy trying too hard to be like your brother, she said. Ouch. I'm guessing you think you're above all these girls, out of my league? I asked, trying to hide that she got to me. So I could never make you fall for me, even if I tried? I asked her slyly, moving closer to her. Never in a million years, she replied, smirking. Our noses almost touched. All right, I said, backing up. I'm going to have to prove you wrong. With that, I walked back to my dorm, brainstorming my master plan. She knew my brother's MO, so I needed to rebrand. When she arrived at her dorm the next day, she found me leaning on the door. I was holding a teddy bear and a DVD of the movie that I remembered being her favorite when we were kids. Let's watch it together, I said in my most flirtatious voice. Nuh-uh, I don't want you in my room, let alone in my bed, she said. She took the DVD and the teddy bear and threw them on her bed before shutting the door and pulling me by the sleeve out of the building. Where are we going? I asked. To a party, she replied. Minutes later, we were in a house booming with people and music. Annika sat on a couch while I went to get drinks. I must have been gone for like two minutes, but Annika was now busy sitting between two guys telling them some story. They were both inching closer to her, pretending to be engrossed in the story, when they were really engrossed in her. I shooed the two guys away. Every time I took her out after that, she would flirt with someone when I took my eyes off her. At the bowling alley, she flirted with the guy at the food stand. When I took her to a music festival, she gave three singers and two bass players her number. At the beach, I went to get some food and found her playing volleyball with a massive group of guys. It was like she was telling me that she would rather be with any other guy. The problem was that I didn't want to be with any other girl anymore. I don't know when it happened, but suddenly I was putting in even more effort when I took her out. Maybe it was when she punched me in the arm because I pointed out that her bowling shoes were bigger than mine. It could have been the way she really listened at the music festival. Maybe it was the way she elbowed those guys at the beach out of her way to win the game. I started dressing kind of the way I did when I was in high school, comfy sweaters and sneakers. I wanted to be comfortable with her. One day, I took her to see a movie, but she fell asleep on my shoulder. That's when I realized I was in danger. I moved harshly to wake her up. I didn't even walk her to her dorm that night. When I got home, I put all my normal clothes away and took out my brother's old stuff again. I ghosted Annika. 
I started going out with my friends again and texting other girls as a distraction, but I kept comparing every girl to her. One night, I walked a girl back to her dorm and she grabbed me by the shirt and kissed me. I kissed her back, imagining she was Annika. Then I heard a chuckle behind me and froze. I didn't notice the girl lived two doors down from Annika. You don't change, do you? She said, standing in front of her door. Wait, no, I, I know it looks bad, but I don't like this girl. I said to Annika, turning my back to the girl I was with. Annika didn't look like she cared, but I was desperate to apologize or explain. Then I felt someone push and slap me. Say hi to the 12,000 people watching, said the girl I had been with. She recorded me apologizing to Annika and then me getting slapped. Then she recorded Annika slamming the door in my face and me sulking as I walked back to my dorm. I was a laughing stock. After that day, I couldn't leave my room without girls making fun of me. One group actually threw tomatoes at me. It was humiliating. Only my friends visited me, but they could all still go out and have fun. There was a soft knock on my door one night. I thought my friends came back early. I was surprised when I found Annika standing in front of me. She laughed at my messy appearance. She was holding a tub of ice cream and two spoons. She said I needed some fresh air, so we went to the terrace on the top of my building. Wanna hear something funny? Annika asked me. I nodded while shoving a spoonful of ice cream into my mouth. I had a huge crush on you as a kid, she said, and the ice cream almost fell out of my mouth. But then I heard you say you hated me to your brother, she continued. I was a dumb kid. I didn't mean to hurt you, and I had no idea. I began before she cut me off, shoving some ice cream in my mouth. It's okay. I don't like you anymore, she said. She might as well have stabbed me with her spoon. I turned away from her to hide the look on my face. I knew she could see right through me. Do you think you could ever like me again? I asked her. Maybe, if you were more like yourself. I think that might have been exactly what I wanted to hear, because suddenly I was holding Annika's face in my hands and kissing her. I was both surprised and relieved when she kissed me back before she pulled away. You know, you're not as good at kissing as people say you are, she said, going back to her ice cream. I chuckled. <laughs> I don't think any other girl would have said that to me. I finally asked Annika if she would go on a date with me. A real date when she doesn't flirt with other guys to get on my nerves. She gave me the most nonchalant sure. I had ever heard, but I could see her smiling from the corner of my eye, and she scooted closer to me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.